today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Haley Sperling. On the dock, major outcomes from a settlement in the Wisconsin fake electors case, a rate hike for parking in some city garages, and blow-up replicas of the leader of the North Pole dominating Monroe Street lawns. It's Friday, December 8th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. It's time. It is the Friday News Roundup. And this week, I've been thinking a lot about abundance and gratitude. And I am grateful to round up the news with someone I'm extremely grateful for, Haley Sperling, our newsletter editor. Haley, hello. Hello, Bianca. I'm grateful for you, too. Grateful for this podcast. All right. We've got a big story, a national story this week um, in our Hamlet. A settlement has come out of the false or fake electors case in Wisconsin and with some pretty attention grabbing statements. The 10 defendants who cast fraudulent electoral college votes for former President Donald Trump back in 2020 have admitted that they were, quote, part of an attempt to improperly overturn the 2020 presidential election results, unquote. This is from a lawsuit filed last spring against 10 Wisconsin Republicans who cast false votes and two attorneys that were involved with the scheme. In the settlement, the electors state, quote, We hereby reaffirm that Joseph R. Biden Jr. won the 2020 presidential election and that we were not the duly elected presidential electors for the state of Wisconsin for the 2020 presidential election. (sighs) Wow. Haley, that's some pretty big news. It is. That's big news. Like, this is a story that people across the country have been watching. Um... Because Wisconsin, of course, is a state that uh, people have been watching for the elections. Admittedly, like this is something that I've kind of tuned out because I'm just so focused locally. But this is a story that kind of just like made me stop. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is a big deal. Um, And I think this is especially a big deal because we are on the heels of another presidential election. And, you know, this is something that happened not only in Wisconsin, you know, like there were other fake electors that happened in 2020 in swing states like Arizona and Georgia and Michigan. Um, So to see this kind of resolve itself in Wisconsin, especially before the 2024 election, I think is really huge. And gives me a little bit more faith, I guess. Um, Perhaps it's a false sense of faith. Um, But, you know, it it gives me more faith in in our election system, in our justice system, in hopefully, you know, the inner monologues of people who know that they did something wrong and will now admit to it. Um, so it's it's interesting. It's interesting that like this is it's ending with a fizzle more than a bang, but like 
I, I think it is a bang in the fact that it fizzled, if that makes any sort of sense, it, you know? It like, does make sense. It And honestly, this has been an unsettled issue now for three years, so I really hear you. Like, there is something, I guess, a, a, a feeling of relief to just have clarity around this going into the next election, for sure. Yeah, this is something that has been submitted to a court. It's in the record. It's in the public record. Like, this is what happened. Uh, And there's no questioning it anymore. You know, like, there were falsehoods um, taken. There were falsities spread. Um, And now, hopefully, people can go into the next election cycle with a little more confidence in our electors, hopefully. Yeah. I want to share another loud, clear statement that came out of the settlement. Quote, we oppose any attempt to undermine the public's faith in the ultimate results of the 2020 presidential election. I think that's huge because, as you said, Joe Biden won here in Wisconsin, fair and square, and they don't want to state anything to the contrary. And not only that, but they don't want to, quote, undermine the public's faith in our election. And I think it's huge because the January 6th riot at our nation's capital was so jarring for so many people. And that riot was in the name of Donald Trump um, and in the name of Donald Trump being called to be the true winner of the election. And five people died. The AP reported that there were around 10,000 people who attended that rally in D.C. um, that ended up turning riotous and violent. Over a thousand people you know, have been charged with criminal activity in that insurrection. People who claim they believed the election was rigged, you know, that Donald Trump truly won. People with tears in their eyes who felt like they were betrayed by their government. So separating fact from fiction is, you know, definitely a step in, in the right direction. It also is, you know, strange to think that there were Wisconsinites who are complicit. Um, so mm-hmm. spending a little time to reflect on that. Um, And I wanted to, as I noted about the lawsuit, there's still a pending part to it um, for the two lawyers named. They are Kenneth Chesbro, who grew up in Wisconsin Rapids, and former Dane County Judge Jim Trupas. They're, you know, accused of basically crafting this electoral scheme. We'll see where that goes, but (laughs) definitely some really clarifying things came out of the settlement this week. Oh, yeah. I think the moral of this story is that actions have consequences, whether you face them one year, one day down the road or three years down the road, for better or worse. Indeed. Well, before we dive into any more news, let's take a quick break. Attorney Z. Usman with Usman Law in Madison has helped thousands of folks fight back against abusive debt collectors. And he wants to help you too. The average interest rate on credit cards today is 25%. So for example, if you charge $10,000, you're really gonna owe a lot more than that in the end. If you only make minimum payments each month, you're gonna be paying that off for longer than you realize. You'll end up paying more in interest than you borrowed to begin with. And nobody's got time for that. But there's help. Attorney Usman can help you figure out how long it'll take to pay off your debts. Then he can help you find ways to pay them off sooner and for less. To learn the easiest way to pay things off, visit madtownlawyer.com to schedule a free call with Attorney Usman, the finance fixer. (laughs) 
another story going on in our in our beautiful hamlet. The City of Madison Parking Division is upping their prices come January 1st for several off-street parking options. Uh, boo! I'm just kidding. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I get it, but boo. Yes, exactly. Like, um, uh, this is for continued maintenance of our facilities. Woo! <laughs> and improved service. So there's that. But man, is parking on the mind. Um, just to keep you guys in the know, of course, we wanted to give you this update and share the locations that are getting an increase. Um, so pay attention to this. There might be, you know, it might be a little bit more costly moving forward if you're not, you know, sure why. Uh, this is why. At the State Street Capitol Garage, uh, State Street Campus Garage, Capitol Square North Garage, Overture Center Garage, South Livingston Street Garage, and Wilson Lot. It's going to be just a, a tiny bit more expensive. And we'll link to the city's press release on that in our show notes for the finer details. Um, but big picture, rates are going up. And, you know, I will say, like, rates are going up, but it's not, like, an insane amount. You know, like, at the State Street Capitol Garage, the parking rate will go from 120 an hour to 150 an hour. Like, it's hopefully not going to break the bank. And, again, I think we should note that these changes are going to go into effect starting January 1 of 2024. And the last rate increase that happened was in 2018. So Okay, so there's been a respite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, like it makes sense. Um and again, like the the city really wanted to take an ease on like increasing parking rates especially because of pandemic and whatnot. Uh and so that's like why the last rate increase was so long ago. So we are, you know, kind of overdue. Um and also like in the scheme of things, Madison is a growing city and our parking rates are just like dreadfully cheap. Like I'm not complaining about it in the slightest. Like I was just kind of waiting for this shoe to drop. You know, I have friends in Chicago who are just like, you know, parking one day in Chicago to go downtown and do things is going to cost you like 50 bucks. And like, that's not unreasonable. Parking one day in Madison, it's going to like the garage maxes out at like $5, you know, like it's not the end of the world. You know, we're we're a growing city. It makes sense. The people got to pay the bills. We're coming up on a very, very steep budget deficit. I mean, this isn't going to solve that problem, but also just like expect costs to go up. It's expensive to live here. And like that sucks, but it's just the way of the world. Yes. Well, now I feel bad for booing, but <laughs> I mean, I, I boo too and I, I stand by it. But again, it's like, boo but i get it yeah. and it has to be done it's one of those things it's like i will begrudgingly do it it's you know so and it's i get it you know and also like people have to go to work and do their things and again like the permit rate increases like for monthly permits like most of those aren't going like too much higher um yeah. i would say i i think it's the state street uh campus garage that is going to probably have like the biggest monthly increase that one the 24 7 
uh, monthly permit rate is going from 250 to 325 a month. Um, but of course, like, you know, State Street campus, it makes sense. Um, whereas oh, places so like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And I will say, you know, the fact that they've concentrated these increases on, you know, like these specific garages and lots, like, it makes sense. Yeah, um, these tracks. are places that a lot of like, out of towners come from, you know, people mm-hmm. who like aren't necessarily local to Madison. Um, because if you're local, like you're probably walking to State Street or taking the bus. Shout out to our bus drivers out there. Shout out to our bus um, drivers. And shout out to the people who are like servicing these parking garages. I get it. And like, you know, shout out to the parking enforcement people. Like people get mad at them all the time. But again, like I, I feel for them because as a journalist, it's just like, I'm just trying to do my job. And sometimes people are mad at me. And I think that's probably how they feel a lot of of the time. I'm one of them. (laughs) I will not shout them out. And they are still doing their job. I do have a little bit of a vendetta. (laughs) But I'm glad that you brought that up because my vendetta is not really with them. It's not with the people. And I'm never, you know, impolite or anything like that. You know, I know. And the problem with me is like where I live, it's parking is so hard and it's gotten even harder. Um, you have to move your car between Thursday or Friday. And I was getting got. I'll just say that. And mm-hmm. I had to prioritize mm-hmm. work. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But I want to shout out a conversation that we had earlier this year with um, Judge Koval with Madison Municipal Courts. He um, kind of talked us through contesting a ticket. <laughs> and I have to say that I ended up being able to use that process and reference back to that conversation and successfully contested a ticket. Um, and that made me really happy and, and make, made me love the system much, much more. And because I had a, a valid reason, a human reason for why I could not comply with the 48 hour street storage rules that got me and life, you know, you get a late fee, that sort of thing. I contacted them and they were so empathetic, gracious, understanding everything that he said they are in that conversation. They are. So everyone cares about parking if you have to deal with it, right? Like you had this story in the newsletter and you hear from people all the time, right? A hundred percent. You know, this is an issue that like people want to know about, Um, you know, like one one last parking anecdote from myself. You know, sometimes like you do have to prioritize work. There was one time when I was working as a server at a restaurant on State Street um, and I was running late for a double and there was one spot left in the lot that I normally park in. And I was like, I'm already late. I'm taking this spot. The spot was for compact vehicles only. I drive like a midsize SUV, clearly not a compact vehicle. I knew this going into the spot. So I I had planned to move my car after um, the end of my first shift so I could go into the double being like feeling okay. Um, and I, when I went out to move my car, there was a ticket on my windshield and I was like, Ugh, of course they got me rightfully so. <laughs> but I went to look at the ticket and the parking attendant had just written biggest compact car I've ever seen. And it was like a $0 ticket. And I oh, was like, shout out to you. That's nice. Thank you. Yes, exactly. So I just left my car in the spot for the rest of my shift. And I was like, Karma has been good to me today. I appreciate this. Karma like, is a god. Shout out to Karma. whoever did this to me. <laughs> yeah, literally. Karma is sometimes a, a parking enforcement uh, officer. And I appreciate you, whoever did that to me in 
2022, I think it was. I really appreciate you. So we're going to throw the um, how to contest a parking ticket conversation in our show notes. And we last month had a really great conversation with Madison Street Superintendent Charlie Romines about winter parking. So we'll throw both of those in our show notes. Um, And quite frankly, I'm just glowing from having been able to like beautifully contest that parking ticket in just such a human way. And Haley, you know, I heard from you that there's something happening on Monroe Street that is leaving tons of people's hearts full of glee. What is that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you take a trip down Monroe Street, you will see it right away. Um, it is full on Santa apocalypse on Monroe Street. <laughs> <laughs> there are... More than a dozen inflatable Santas that are just lining the front yards of Monroe Street. (laughs) Um, And this is something that, like... People people had written me emails about it. They're like, are you covering this? Like, do you know what's going on? Like, why are there so many Santas? And so I was like, all right, from? well, now, now I got to go see the Santas for myself. And so, you know, like having the... Um, the opportunity of being able to work remotely, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the Collectivo on Monroe Street and like go see what this Santa deal is all about. Haley is on the scene. We're on the scene. Um, I left my house for once. Um, I was driving down there and I was like, where are these Santas? And then suddenly it's like, you just like get past one block. And I was like, oh, there they are, like audibly, just like, oh my God, like they are everywhere. And like, truly, they're massive, you know? So like they're 12 foot inflatable Santas and they all are exactly the same. Um, So like, (laughs) basically the neighborhood came together and said, we're all gonna get these Santas if you want in on it, like go for it. Um, And it's, it's a tradition, it's a tradition, quote unquote, I don't know how long something has to go on in order for it to be a true tradition. But this is the second year that the neighborhood has been doing it. It started last year um, when a couple of neighbors, they were watching Hallmark movies together and just like thought of this kind of kitschy, cute idea. Be like, oh, I'll get this Santa thing if you get this Santa thing, you know? And so again, it, it started off with like, five neighbors that did it on Monroe Street last year and then they went to do it again this year and more people have just been joining and like it's become this kind of like cute little neighborhood bonding experience for the folks over on Monroe which I really really love um and it's something too that like everyone has been able to participate in you know like I I am now you know everyone's resident Jewish friend um if you don't have a Jewish friend hi it's me uh you're welcome um but they're <laughs> There are also like blow up polar bears and someone put a blow up dragon and someone else has like a blow up T-Rex that's eating Santa Claus. And I was like, I like this house. This is kind of fun. Um, (laughs) But it's it's something that everyone has been able to get in on. It's something that like the whole community has been able to enjoy. Um, You know, I will say like shout out to the broadcast news journalists because they were really quick to get on this story this is such a visual story um and i if you want to see what we're talking about you know i literally just wrote about it for the newsletter uh you can find that at madison.citycast.fm and i just have a bunch of these santa photos online um because like it's insane and at did it last creep you out count, at all 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, yes. feet tall Santa? It, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's double me. <laughs> it's it's literally when I was first approaching, you know, like going down the street, like it was kind of ominous, you know, like they're watching you. <laughs> like it's kind of menacing. They're like the neighborhood watch on Monroe Street is 12 foot tall Santa. Um, wow. And they're doing great job. They're doing a really great job guarding and protecting <laughs> these houses. Um, yeah. So it's been a really fun thing to like have people again like come into my inbox and be like did you see there's another santa um i think the last time someone sent me an email there was like there's 15 santas out there now like are you gonna write about that and i'm like i'm working on it i'm I'm going i want to see them now are any of them black i did not see any black our dear Santa, please show up as black in front of one of those. Well, I was going to ask you, because Haley, you're Jewish like you mentioned, and you're even enjoying this Santa stuff. So it it's must be, fun. Yeah. It's fun, you know, and also um, Hanukkah started this week. So happy Hanukkah to all who celebrate, yes. um, you know. Yay. And I I love it. Um, like in the scheme of things, I don't know if people really know this, but like Hanukkah is like a pretty minor holiday on the Jewish calendar. Like it is not our Christmas equivalent. It's just kind of like taken on that role because it's kind of convenient, you know, like it, it makes more sense for people to want to do Hanukkah things because people are already doing Christmas things, you know, like it's yeah. it's kind of become the secular Jewish Christmas as Hanukkah. Um, I was invited to a Chrismica this tomorrow, this Saturday, and for, la- for latkes, and also sometime oh. next week so is like for latkes, I'm going to be latka rich. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. So like, it's fun, you know, and Hanukkah is always like, I, I used to complain to my mom, I was like, Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Like, why do all of, like, the people celebrating Christmas have all these lights in their yard? I'm like, this is our holiday. Like, these are our, <laughs> our lights. Um, so I would always like to pretend that, like, people people with the lights and whatnot and the big blowups, like, they were actually celebrating Hanukkah. I was like, you're celebrating Hanukkah and you didn't even know it. Um, you can't really stretch that argument with all of the inflatable Santas, maybe. But there's something for everyone. And again, like, it's it's just a weird neighborhood bit that anyone can enjoy like these santas they're fun and jolly and i think if you stare at them for too long like they steal part of your soul perhaps like <laughs> it's just <laughs> as if goosebumps it's, a, it's fun it's it's a fun thing it's a fun thing and if you think about it for too long it maybe gets a little creepy but yeah. overall but it's light and you know shout out to monroe street Y'all are rocking it. Um, well, that does it for our roundup. Haley, thank you so much for rounding up the news with me this week. Yes, Bianca, it's been a pleasure. I hope we get to do it again soon. Yes, we'll do it next week. <laughs> next week, maybe. <laughs> That's Haley Sperling, our newsletter editor. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin, your host. Molly Sense is our executive producer. This week, the show is produced by Alexandra McMahon, AKL Moman, Dylan Brogan, and Lizzie Goldsmith. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. Haley Sperling is your newsletter editor. Don't forget, you can get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter, Madison Minutes. And if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with... 
Someone you know who could use some belief in Santa Claus. Also, shout out to Mrs. Claus. See you back here Monday morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, have a good weekend.